swirling. <laughs> no, I was waiting. <laughs> Welcome to a whole step ahead podcast live where we look at the whole picture in child development while keeping you a step ahead. I'm Alicia. I'm Monique. And we are excited to go live tonight with y'all today. We miss y'all. We're glad to have you back. Um, go ahead, come on in, log in, tap in, and um, let's get started on some things today. Okay. <laughs> I'm excited. So today we are um, answering questions mm -hmm. um, that were given a few weeks ago from um, some of our um, viewers or whatever. Mm -hmm. We're going to answer um, some questions and um, give advice and stuff on that. So, um, let's begin with our first question. Cool. First question. Okay, so this is, says, what toys, if any, contributes to my child's development? Toys, toys, toys. Let's talk about some toys, y'all. So, um, we're going to kind of get into a little um, example of some toys that you can use or that you can have at home or create at home that are easy to do and that are development appropriate for children who are ages about one year old to about five years old. So there's some fun crafts you can do at home um, that will also help you with their um, toy development, everything that, that you use toys for. Because toys can help you learn as well. So exactly. let's get into that. Um, first thing we're going to do is a sensory bottle. Yes. Sensory bottles is, are very, very, very easy. So a lot of times you just use um, water and um, so we have bottled water. Just get a regular bottle of water. And um, so the point of the sensory, it can go into um, uh, math, math and science, science yes. cognitive. Yes, yes um, for sure. So those it helps with those type of developments, and um, like I said, you can do it at home. They can help you. You guys can create lots of them, um, theme-wise or whatever. So, anyways, today <laughs> we are going to do. So you get your bottled water, right? <clears throat> you fill it. Um, we're just gonna put some. These are gel paint pens. Super easy. You get them from Dollar Tree. Any craft store is all like these are glitter gel. Yeah. Glitter gel pens. And so you just squeeze them on in there. And this is good because it doesn't really mix with the water. So when um, it goes in, it kind of floats. And you just yeah. want that effect. You don't really want to mix. You can do uh, food coloring. Mm -hmm. You can mix it with just about anything. And you can also add like oil to it so you can have different effects. A different effect for your um, uh, sensory bottle. Yeah. Or some people put beads in theirs. But we're just doing a really simple, quick one right now where we put some uh, glitter, different color glitter. And we have. Um, I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, that effect. Yeah. And you see, I have the two different colors and they're not mixing. So right. that kind of gives a cool little uh, thing. And then uh, we got little pom poms. Yeah. So we can add some more color. <laughs> And eventually they'll soak up water in yeah. or float yeah. or whatever, you know. The point is you can talk about um, what, why is it floating, yes. why did the paint sink. So it can go into lessons of like um, if it sinks or floats. Yeah. Um, you can go into cause and effect. So then after you get all that done, you just get the top 
you put, um, we don't have our glue, but you can put glue, lots of glue around the top. Lots oh, yeah. of glue around the top. Yeah, definitely put glue on the top because you don't want to come off. Yeah, wait for it to dry, shut it really good before they start playing with it. And then um, the point is to shake it and you can see the little effects of the of the water. Yeah. Like I said, you can add food color and make it a little bit more exciting. Um, we had blue ones with um, tiny little uh, figurines and made it like an underwater activity. So there's many. That's just something simple. You can create lots of colors. It could be a color uh, mixing project. It could be um, learning the colors because you have different color ones. So there's a lot you can do with the sensory bottle. So that was just the right. age-appropriate uh, toy that you can make at home. But yes. Alicia's going to go into more picking out certain toys and right. how to know what is age-appropriate. Definitely. So like, okay, so there's one time I had um, I had got my nephew a toy for Christmas. And he was excited to play with it. He had several gifts for Christmas. You know how it is Christmas. You come in. You're like, oh, baby, I got your toy. And everybody's all excited. And then his parents went out and they bought him a really nice toy. They were like, oh, yeah, we're going to kill him. It is. It's going to be out. He's going to love this toy. You know, he was like two years old. And I was like, oh, they were like so excited. It was like, oh, he's going to love this. It's like a remote control car. It did all kind of tricks and flips and stuff like that. And it was fun. It was like really, really interactive. But I bought a little pop-up hammer toy that you just put you hit the hammer on the head and it pop up or pop down and things like that you know how it goes um so um at christmas time he opened all his kids and then he opened his pop-up toy and that was like the only toy he played with for like weeks and mom and dad were like kind of hating you know what i'm saying <laughs> kind of hating like oh wow you gonna you like that toy, but we spent all this money. Simple little this little toy. simple track, this little simple toy you playing with or whatever. And it's like you have to really, really be able to understand that simple toys for younger children are easier and they're able to use them better. They're able to understand them better. And they also help them learn better. Um, it's called a development developmentally appropriate. And you want to make sure that everything that you um, buy your children is developmentally appropriate. appropriate. Not age appropriate, developmentally appropriate. It's two different things. Because you can have a toy um, that says ages three and up. And it could be a toy with um, that you uh, use your uh, fingers to weed or put a string in a hole and, you know, tie this or make little knots and stuff. Well, my three-year-old can't do that, but your three-year-old can. That's not develop, developmentally appropriate for my child. Mm -hmm. So you have to make sure that you do choose toys that do um, help because the toys do. We have toys here at my center, and I'm sure yours too. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we have toys. We make sure we select toys for our center that um, are a wide range of developmental, <clears throat> developmental um, levels. Um, so you have puzzles that some puzzles you have that are have small knobs and you have someone that they have big knobs because the grip isn't the same for all the toys. The same thing with like Legos and jumbo blocks. So you got small Legos because their fine motor skills are more developed and um, jumbo Legos. They have they can only grip with big, big open hand grips. So um, you really have to focus and, and pay attention to what your child can do. Pay attention to what um, what things they're good at, and that way um, you'll be able to pick a def you'll definitely be able to pick a um, the best toy for, for them. Yeah, for your child. And 
like I said, toys are very specific to each child. Every child is different. So what your your daughter play with, your son might not play with, and things like that. So yes, to answer that question, yes, there are toys that you can choose that do help with um, that do help with your development for your child. And um, if you have any questions about toys or have any toy recommendations, or you need any toy recommendations, you can always hit us up um, in our uh, inbox on Facebook, Instagram, or at AWASA podcast, also podcast, the whole yeah, podcast. Anyway, and also, I just want to say it, you know, I don't say a lot. Anyway. And you can also um, hit us up on a.holeway at gmail.com. And we can definitely um, answer your questions if you have any more specific questions about um, picking a toy and how that works. And to add, make sure... um, Sorry. (laughs) Make sure to know your child's interest because if your child is interested in, we just want to say, if your child's got a little boy and he want to cook, it's okay to get him a little cooking set because that's his interest. Right. And y'all was really showing out on Facebook a couple of weeks ago about can boys play with cooking sets? Yes, they can play. Taste like the up in the kitchen, in the little <laughs> kitchen, cooking it up, and then he go upstairs and he got a little building set and he be building, building it right. They can do it so, all. You uh, just go with your child's interest because those are the toys they're gonna play with, and that's what's gonna develop them. Because if they're not playing with it, they're not gonna develop. It's them. a waste. Yeah, it's a waste of time. Waste of time, waste of money. All right. So our next question yeah. is: So we have a question that was submitted, and um, it was a really good question. So I'm gonna read it. Um. I should read the whole thing because you want to read the whole thing. No, yeah, you can. I was gonna read just the, the okay. Well, let's just read the question. <laughs> so, um, my question is: I should I start looking into speech therapy to help my child with her speech impediment, or wait until she gets close to the kindergarten, which is in two years? So, okay. So this question is actually I can relate a lot to because Tate and my little two-year-old is um, we're actually putting him in speech therapy. Um, he starts next week uh, only because his speech is not what I feel like it should be at his age. Um, I don't know if he has a delay. I don't think so. I just feel like it, he should be talking more and um better than what he's doing so i feel like you are your advocate an advocate for your child um if you feel like you want to start it now i would say go ahead and start it all they can do is tell you no you gotta wait and as a parent look into other resources for you to help your own child i've looked up um apps so he's on this app um that helps him let me tell you guys let me tell you about this (laughs) so i got this app and it, it 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 just talks and it has uh kids talking and he's supposed to repeat what they say so the app is like a category spillings and it's like i feel sad and then it has a picture of like a sad little uh child i mean it's a baby crying actually and it's like i feel sad and he's supposed to say i feel sad but they're like um they do motions with it so it's like i feel sad and then they do the little sad face i'm hungry and they rub their little tummy so tasting my little rebellious child decides he just wants to do the actions (laughs) and not talk so he'll go through the house and he's doing this 
And we're like, yes. I'm like, what, what's wrong with Why you? Why are you your stomach? stomach? And I'm like, are you hungry? Yes. Sir, sir, <laughs> use your wife. I want you to talk. Like the whole app was supposed to talk, or when he sat, he just does this dramatic, like. <laughs> but <laughs> when I'm working with him with the app, I do make him talk. So um, with that being said, just look up resources as a parent that you can use with your help and help them yourselves. And um, hopefully they're not like Tayson who decides, I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to do the actions. Right. Because well, sometimes your kids are stubborn. Yeah, but he is, <laughs> he is going to start with the speech therapist and she's going to do evaluation to see if he does um, need um, like the services or and then also um, what I learned, um, she asked me if um, and this is just for people who are having um, kids, you guys um, can think about this too. Um, because I run a home daycare, everything is accessible in my house. So Tayson doesn't really have to ask. He can go in the cupboard, get his cup. You know, um, when you know if your child has a cup in the hand, obviously you know they're thirsty. So we just right. go in the refrigerator, get his drink or whatever. He opens the pantry, gets a snack. So she was asking, like, is everything accessible to him to where he doesn't have to ask? Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, basically, you know, we, he does it. So she's like, you need to make everything inaccessible. So he has to ask for it. And it makes sense because I'm like, he doesn't have to ask. He just goes and gets it. Right. Which cuts his talking off. Right. So now we literally have to say, you know, he if he does grab a cup, it's like, can I have juice? And we make him repeat it. Right. So uh, just be conscious, conscious about that. Um, when you want things accessible for your children, mm -hmm. like still make them ask for it or talk right. about it or whatever. So they, um, they can develop those speech. Yeah. Skills. You can really kind of build on that. So you can be like. So if your kid wants to juice or whatever, if they start out, you can start saying, say juice, and they'll say juice. And then later on, say juice, please, and yes. then say juice, please. So you kind of just build on, like, the words that they're using, their vocabulary to help them be able to develop that speech. And eventually you can do short sentences and then long exactly. sentences. So, you know, a lot of times they... Um, and it's not just about them just not talking, too. Sometimes it's about how they talk exactly. and what they the sound like. Yeah. And how they pronounce their words or don't pronounce their words or whatever. So sometimes um, that therapy is needed and that therapy is, you do need to, like you said before, it doesn't hurt to call. It doesn't hurt to find out or find somebody that's out there that is um, qualified. Yes. Make sure you do your research. Do your research. That is qualified. <laughs> that is a person that is um that um, has a little bit of experience and that knows what they're doing um, when it comes to their th that therapy. Yeah. And if you're looking for somebody that's qualified, I know somebody. Hit us up. Hit us up. You know a couple of people that might be able to help you. Brianna yeah. Mobley being one of them. She's on maternity leave right now. But if you need her, she's a speech therapist. You can find her. Okay, Brie. Somewhere out there. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you where until she's on maternity leave. So hit us up in our inbox and um, let us know. Um, and also, I know a lot of us go to our pediatricians, but yeah. even I went to the pediatrician and she was like, you know, he's fine. He'll probably be fine. But as a parent, it's it's okay to second guess the pediatricians and right. doctor because we got to remember pediatricians. Yes, they're for children, but they're more for physical development. Mm -hmm. Um you know, they check, make sure you're physically, the children are physically developing. But when it comes to like their mental and other development, there's other professions that actually uh, touch on that. So, um, 
Yeah, I agree. Um, also, not just, huh? <laughs> but not just. Uh, <laughs> um, dang, you ever forget? I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. Uh, don't be afraid to. Uh, don't be afraid to look out. And if you, and also, I will say this: South Carolina State University does have a very good speech pathology and audiology program. So, if you are looking for somebody, South Carolina State trains their kids, their students very well for the things that they do. So, um, look for somebody, you know, at that HBCU, you know, yes, or um, that is qualified and that will that could potentially help your children um, with their speech and pathology and audiology needs. <laughs> <laughs> so, <a> mouthful, <laughs> but um, thank you for the two. Um, Questions, questions for today. For today. Um, they were actually submitted through our um, some viewers or stuff. Thing. So if you do have any questions, please um, uh, go ahead and submit them through the email. Like you said, we have an email. We have Facebook, Instagram. Um, just Alicia's good at saying the email. Go ahead and repeat that. A.howay at gmail.com. That's a.howay at gmail.com. We're also on Facebook. Um, and in Instagram, AWSA Podcast. Um, you find us that or Whole Step Ahead Podcast on Facebook. Um, Spotify, you can stream us on Spotify. Yes. Woo woo. And, um, and the next episode will be coming out on. It's, uh, so we're going to submit episodes, uh, podcast episodes, not right. the lives, um, every first Wednesday of the month. So the next one will be February 2nd. And our subject will be, um, behaviors. No, no. it was, uh, home daycare versus oh. center daycare. Yeah. So we'll just go in depth on, um, the difference, the differences and stuff like that right. with home and center daycares. And we'll probably try to do a live once a month too to answer the questions, um, yeah. that come up. So right. definitely hit us up on that. Um, what's the date? February second. February the second. We are next. And um happy Martin Luther King Day, y'all. Y'all yes. I don't remember Martin Luther King for all things that he's done. He had a dream and all that. And then we're trying to keep the dream alive. <laughs> Kinda. Of, yeah, yeah. Something like that. So uh <laughs> so, why we are keep the dream alive. But thank kind of. you for viewing and <laughs> we'll see you guys February second. Yep. All right. Bye. Bye. OMG.